Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and REO Speedwagon with Max and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 on Rock 102. REO. Yeah, I know. Makes, now, you, makes you want to start uh, throwing beach balls and lighting, hey, lighting lighters. I love them. You know, have you seen Ozark? Have you yeah. seen the series Ozark? I, I love it when they appear on, I think, on the floating casino boat. In in Ozark, because yeah. one of the members of the uh, of the cast uh, in that series, uh, you know, had, they had a deal with the casino. They go, no, only if REO can play on the floating casino, and they yeah. do it. It's I think it's great. It's a great. It is. It is a great show, and I think it is coming back for a, uh, yes. a final season. Yes, which is good. Yeah, looking forward to that. There you have it. Yeah, huh? have you seen? By the way, speaking of series, and uh, you know, we all need <laughs> these binge watching uh, opportunities to fill up time these days. Uh, did you see the um, version of Get Shorty? On I think it's on Netflix. No, not the movie Get Shorty. With but John like, a, like a series, a whole series, fantastic. Really love it. You ought to if you need some more binge watching other than wild card football starting this weekend. <laughs> I can't recommend it highly enough. It's great. Uh, Chris O'Dowd, you know Chris O'Dowd? Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that used to be a famous actor. Yes. He's uh, <laughs> he's in it, and he's fantastic. The writing is great. The characters are great. You'll, I think you'll love it. Hey, what do you say we hop into some Hollywood trash with Dave Coombs on Laser 99.3 and Rock 102? That's a mouthful, by the way. It is. I, I let in with the uh, Netflix viewing opportunities there. And we got lots of music notes for you. John Mellencamp is going to release his 25th album a week from today. It's called Strictly a One-Eyed Jack. Comes 20, out 25 albums. 25 albums, this guy, right? I don't know if I could name more than five. Yeah, well. And, and even, that's a, even that's a stretch. And what are the chances anyone's going to listen to anything he has to say or sing about in the year 2021, 2022, right? He's going to listen. He's entitled to, to put out things. He's got to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. I just don't know anyone who has all 25 John Mellencamp records. There's probably somebody out there right now. Who's, oh, no. I'm a, he's probably, probably got like autographs, the you whole gotta, nine yards. you got to be really committed to somebody to buy 25 of their records. Yeah, but the thing about it is, back, no matter who it is, there's somebody who's probably all in on that artist. Somebody out there listening to us right now is, oh, no. I got Everything that John Mellencamp has ever released. Yeah, I'm just not that guy. No, that's I all, know. That's Nor all I'm am saying. I. And I'm not trying to insult anybody right. who is on board that gravy train. Mm-hmm. It just ain't me. More classic rock artists have stuff coming out. Kenny Loggins is going to publish his autobiography in June. That might actually be an interesting story. It's called Still All Right. See? Uh-huh. See what he did? He, yeah. took, he took the like, lyrics of a song right. and turned it into a title of a book. Famous from Caddyshack and other places, of course. Right. Right? Didn't right. they use that song in Caddyshack? In yes. The yeah, soundtrack? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right? So Kenny Loggins' autobiography due out June 14th. Stevie Nicks will be the first female to co-headline Bonnaroo this year. Stevie Nicks and Was- Bonnaroo. Was nobody else available? And how many people are going to Bonnaroo? Well, that's who a, even know who Stevie Nicks is? Well, <laughs> you could have just stopped with how many people are going to Bonnaroo, and of course, who knows with the pandemic, right? Well, you had all these festivals planned for last year. Yeah, that uh, some went on uh, as planned, but many of them had to be canceled because of COVID. And the second half of your question: Does anybody going to Bonnaroo even know or care about Stevie Nicks? And maybe part of it is they're so wasted they don't care. She's spinning around up there with a calico dress on or something. and I suppose. You know, they don't even care. So she's co-headlining the Bonnaroo Music Festival with Tool. 
as her backup band? That'll I, sound I, pretty cool. Well, I think I think they're like co-headline stars for Bonnaroo 2022. I'd, I'd, I'd frankly I'd rather see Tool. Although I'd rather see Tool play the music of Stevie Nicks. Hey, now you're on to something. You know what I'm talking about? Write a letter. Send an email. Um, have you ever been to a big music festival before like that? Um, I'm sad to say I haven't, really. Yeah, I, we, we had one in the Syracuse area called the K-Rockathon, our sister station for the classic rock station I worked for in, in Syracuse was K-Rock. We had a K-Rockathon. Yeah. With all, you know, and, and it just devolved into a horribly messy event with people throwing feces and sliding through mud and all that kind of stuff. No, the way you describe it, you almost make it sound like it's a bad time. <laughs> Well, hey. I mean, the closest I ever came was like Summerfest in, in uh, Milwaukee, which is like, you know, a 10-day festival. Right. And there's music all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean I've been there dozens of times. Okay. But, but very much like what you're talking about, if there ain't feces being thrown, it ain't really fun. <laughs> well, Stevie Nicks is with Tool at Bonnaroo. The Steve Miller Band will be part of a bill with Weezer, Smashing Pumpkins, and Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, Steve Miller with those bands. Uh, that's the that's what is, what is he the chaperone? <laughs> that's something called the Beach Life Festival in Redondo Beach, California, coming Good. up in May. Good God, who backed out? <laughs> who who said no? Nah, I can't uh, I can't do it this year. Maybe Steve Miller. Maybe my dad's friend, older friend Steve Miller, could do it. You know, maybe the guys from Weezer, Smashing Pumpkins, and STP will enjoy. You know, the old guy. So it's Geezer and Weezer. Yes. Get your tickets now. Good God. Streaming seems to be where it's at these days when it comes to music enjoyment. Right. According to something called MRC Data, they've been tracking music results since 1991. And apparently CD sales jumped in 2021, but making an even bigger impact, vinyl. Yeah, vinyl's grown a lot. And and part of the reason why... Um, is it's it's cheaper to produce than CDs. Oh, okay. I you know that that doesn't seem possible to me. But I no, it, it it actually is. The tough part about it is is there's a backlog of vinyl right now because many of the the plants that used to press vinyl went out of business when mm-hmm. CDs made this huge jump. But vinyl, you know, the, the vinyl experience I still think is kind of better. I think you listen to the music more on vinyl than CDs. I think CDs tend to bleed into the background. But with vinyl, you kind of have to stick around and then flip it over to listen to the other side. Well, good point. Vinyl sales peaked in the mid-80s before cassette tapes and CDs took over. But for the first time in the 30-year tracking history of this company, MRC Data, vinyl sales outpaced that of CDs. Do you- I, I still like that a whole lot more than, than MP3s. You can't hold on to an MP3. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when we added CDs for the first time in radio? Because I do. Because I, I think- I, when, when I first started, we were spinning vinyl, and you had to like cue up the record and the whole deal yep. there. Did you experience that Abs- as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember like we had like five CDs at one point, and yeah. we thought, wow, this is really starting to take over yeah. to the point where by the time I left that particular radio station, mm-hmm. all the vinyl we had was removed from the room, and we were able to take many of them home. So I wound up grabbing a whole hell of a lot of vinyl. Wow. 
And, and do you still have all that stuff or not? Most of it. Really? And what do you, I mean, is it worth anything? Is it just gathering? No. Is it's it worth gathering nothing. dust? Do you still use it at all or not? Half half of those records have got the stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that they can't be resold for, and these were promotional purposes only. So as soon as you stamp it with that, it's it's worthless. You can't sell it, which sucks because I would be happy to jack somebody from uh, for for that kind of cash. And we're coming up on six o'clock, and we're going to move from vinyl to another V word coming up in the sports next on Rock 102. That's your Hollywood trash. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. Tired of the winter blues? And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, tomorrow night, the New England Patriots will be at Orchard Park, New York, to take on the Buffalo Bills. Now, if you've ever been to Buffalo, I'm sure you're fully aware the only thing that good come out of that city is the eastbound traffic on the New York State Thruway heading back to Massachusetts. You see, tomorrow night, the outdoor temperature in Buffalo is expected to hit 8 degrees Fahrenheit. They're also calling for winds up to 14 miles an hour, meaning that if you're stupid enough to buy tickets to something like that, then you run the risk of catching a cold, contracting hypothermia, developing frostbite, and not enjoying yourself. And if the Patriots lose, you still have a 350-mile drive back home, five and a half hours away with your gangrenous meat hooks slopping chunks of flesh in your steering wheel. And while I'll be enjoying the game from the comfort of my toasty warm suburban home i'll be avoiding all of that stuff wondering why anybody in their right mind would want to go there well it's like this according to multiple sources part of the appeal of being there is the insanely low price of tickets according to the notoriously greedy ticket gouging monopoly Ticketmaster, tickets in the 300 section of highmark stadium are selling for as low as 30 bucks There's also plenty of seats available in the 200 section for 45 bucks. And when it comes to the secondary market, there are even tickets available for less than $120. And that includes all their ridiculous fees and handling charges that they steal from you the very moment they get their access to your credit card information. So does an insanely cheap ticket make me feel like driving five and a half hours out of my way to sit in the freezing cold? Oh, hell no. I'm perfectly fine staying at home and watching the game for free, away from the crowds, but close to the thermostat. And for my money, that's the best way to see the game. Listen, eight degrees with wind chills below zero, that doesn't sound appealing to me, even if it only cost me 30 bucks. Give me the gift of self-isolation at room temperature and a warm bed that's less than 20 feet away. Now that's something I can get into. But if you're looking to freeze your hands off, don't go texting me with your gangrenous little nubs on your way back because you can't say I didn't warn you ahead of time. But hey, enough of my yappings. More's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Dan Aarons makes snowblowers in brilliant Wisconsin. And when it snows there, it snows a lot. Dan doesn't just slap the Aaron's name on a machine. Dan puts the Aaron's family reputation on the line every time. You'll love Aaron's. It's the king of snow. Get an Aaron's snowblower today at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Let's do Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Hey, it's going to be highs in the mid-30s today, but some damaging winds maybe. Gusts of up to 60 miles per hour peaking late this afternoon and into early evening hours as we get that Arctic weather moving into Western Mass, coming from Western New York and Buffalo over the weekend, specifically for tomorrow. You know, we were uh, we were talking uh, football yesterday with uh, Scott Zolak, and then later on this morning, we'll be talking to a friend of yours 
Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. He's got the call tomorrow night in Buffalo with the Pats and the Bills. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I was always under the impression, and uh, I just recently discovered this, that many of those play-by-play dudes are uh, are doing the game, and there's an open window in front of them. They're not covered by glass. There's not space heaters and those things. They're freezing like everybody else. Well, we can confirm that with Ian Eagle later on, uh, part of the CBS crew, along with his partner, Charles Davis. And it's ask a, him about the weather. I think that's a good question. So we'll cover that, what, in the 8 o'clock hour with Ian Eagle today? Yeah. Eight, eight degrees with uh, with winds of 14 miles an hour. I don't know exactly uh, the mathematical formula, which helps you figure out wind chill, mm. but I believe uh, that it's uh, technically called frickin' cold. Yeah, I know. And we already heard from uh, Bart Scott talking about Viagra as a potential solution for the cold weather because it gets your blood vessels working again. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, listen, I know that uh, Josh Allen would like the, uh, the offense to penetrate the Patriots' defense, but with <laughs> all that Viagra... I don't think I'm ready to see that on TV. So uh, we'll ask Ian Eagle all about broadcasting in cold weather at the uh, 8 o'clock hour this morning here on Rock 102. You know, when I live in, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, you, I mean, you remember the Ice Bowl, right? Oh, yeah, for all right, sure. So, so yeah. the Ice Bowl with the, the Packers and the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. One 1967, the, right? One of the, uh, the great, yeah. great games of all time. I was one year old. I was one years old at the time, and uh, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> but the interesting thing is, if you ask people who lived in Wisconsin in 1967, every single one of them will tell you, oh, you know, I was at the ice bowl. Sure. Really? Yeah. You're 28 years old and you were at the ice bowl. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of people like that with Bills games, too. I think there's a famous photo that was released on something called Bills Mafia, which is a Facebook site for Bills fans. And right. they, it was some, I think it was a playoff win in Buffalo. Maybe the last time that they had a playoff win in Buffalo. I mean, I don't even know how long ago it was. Maybe 25 years ago or something like that. Um, something like that. And there's a picture of the fans just engulfing the entire field after the victory and fans sitting up on top of the goalposts. And somebody was asking, hey, do you happen to know who that guy is up on the goalpost? And there were people chiming in, "Oh yeah, that's Bill Bippins. He, you know, I, he was my uncle." You know, I'm I, I'm sure you've sat through football games in the cold. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm sure you've done it. Um, I know I have done it. And and uh, what I remember most is is that you, uh, you you know you're tailgating before the before the game. Sure. You're you're dressed up like uh, like like Ralphie in a Christmas story. You can't put your arms down. You got a belly full of schnapps and and sausages that have been grilled in a parking lot, mm-hmm. and nothing you can do can keep you warm enough to enjoy what you're doing. I mean, you get, you get swept up in the moment sure. and everything like that, but you're freezing your ass off. And yet, this could be a good drinking game for Saturday night. How many Bills fans will we see? shirtless in the stands how many i mean which is insane to me you're right i mean there's no way to stay warm i think it's a better you know like a better drinking game because there will be plenty of those guys that will take their shirts off and sure. have like the bills you know oh, yeah. logos you know painted on their on their chest <laughs> they, their, their nipples are so hard they could cut glass probably misspellings oh absolutely <laughs> on their absolutely. chest as well yeah but you know you're more i think the uh the more productive drinking game would be uh, you do a shot for every finger that turns gangrenous and falls off. Okay. I think that you know, if you want to get loaded during the game, that's the way to go. All right. So, so yeah, uh, we, we need to start thinking about better drinking games for that. Not that we're going to need it. It should be a great game between the Patriots and the Bills. The, uh, the weekend starts 
in Cincinnati tomorrow afternoon at 4.30, as I was saying, with the Raiders and the Bengals. And I, Have you looked? What's the weather? Is the weather? I bet it's not going to be great there either uh, in Cincinnati, in right? Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose I could look it up. Yeah. But, you know. uh, check Because that's part of the appeal for me, watching cold weather football. I love it. I love it when it snows. I love it when you can't see the yard markers. I think that just accentuates the football viewing experience. For me. Let's see. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, s- tomorrow it's going to be. It's uh, you know it's going to be like uh, like twenty eight, thirty okay. degrees. Right. It's that's not uh, not too bad. Balmy compared to Buffalo. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah thirty uh, thirty two for the high, low in nineteen. So by tomorrow afternoon it'll probably be you know at that high. And by the and then the sun's going down and the wind's picking up and so yeah that could be a challenge as well. See, I prefer like a, and you you don't see this anymore because everyone <laughs> plays on turf and mm-hmm. and and well. Yeah, well groomed grass, but I miss those those mud bowls. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, like that was always fun mm-hmm. because it, you know, to me, it's like when I was a kid, and you'd see those games on a on a Sunday afternoon, and everyone's getting playing on the slop. Right. All you're thinking is, is how much fun would that be to be rolling around on the slop? Well, and Zolak told us yesterday that the last time he remembers playing in really cold weather was on a natural surface field, and they had to go change shoes because the field got so frozen and muddy. That the normal cleats couldn't dig in, so yeah. they had to change to essentially like uh, tennis shoes or something with little nubs on the bottom in order to be effective. They also say that uh, you know the and I, and I totally believe this that you know the uh, the the leather the pigskin around yeah. the ball mm-hmm. uh, you know, changes almost its composition in real cold weather. Like sure. for like apparently, the colder it gets, the natural oils of the leather come out. Yeah, and so unless you are warming your balls in between plays. <laughs> And I and let me say that again, just so that everyone is, unless you're warming your balls uh, in between plays, mm-hmm. you know, you it, it changes the entire grip of the ball. It changes your ability to catch the ball. Sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, the and for anyone who says, oh no, the weather isn't going to change anything, baloney. Yeah, it changes a lot. Warm balls are essential. And by the way, I don't know if you knew this or not, the kickers have different balls than. The rest of the players do. I, I would think that goes without saying. <laughs> they they actually give the kickers softer balls to kick. And so when there's going to be a field goal or an extra point, they sub out the regular football that the guys have been playing with, and they give them a kicking ball. Right. And apparently it's it's softer. And the kickers, I guess they they they're good at like rubbing down the the the, the balls and like making them more supple and mm-hmm. pliable oh, to yeah. kick. There, uh, you know. If I didn't know better, I'd say I was an NFL kicker. <laughs> but I know better. You like to rub down your balls? Well, I mean, I want to have them uh, feel good yeah. as I'm uh, as I'm using them to uh, <laughs> score points. Yeah, it, it's it's better to have you know. Your girlfriend or your wife rub down your balls. If well, possible, I mean, dip. she's not playing here. Sometimes you got to do. Uh, sometimes you got to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I sometimes <laughs> I take a real DIY approach. Yeah, I and, then, and then you have Tom Brady who deflates his. Yes. So there you go. Yes. All works out. Yes. But I'm telling you, everybody I knew in Wisconsin claims to have been at the ice bowl, mm-hmm. which is like saying, you know, I was at uh, Woodstock. In 1987, you know, like it's not exactly the same, but you're claiming something that isn't that isn't even possible. People who hadn't even been born yet 
were saying, "Oh no, I was at the Ice Bowl, and I re- I remember that I remember that Jerry Kramer thing, unbelievable, yeah. and Max McGee. I remember all that stuff. Bart Starr with the sneak, yeah, ex- to win the game, <laughs> exactly, right? Like, yeah, which right, he that, apparently that, called himself. By the way, I, I think he kind of like talked Lombardi into that, and Lombardi's like, "Ah, go ahead, you know, whatever, do what you, you do what you want to do," which. Would never happen these at that days. at that point. Then we're going to say no to Bart Starr. Yeah, <laughs> who do you think you are? Get, like the greatest coach of all time? And capacity at Lambeau back then a lot, like a lot less than what it is today too. So that it makes it even more impossible. Of course, it's impossible. Yeah. It's like you know what? There's no way that you can get like a like like for example, the city of Milwaukee, like seven hundred thousand people. Well, not all seven seven hundred thousand people were able to squeeze into Lambeau Field in 1967. Mm-hmm. But yet they'll all claim they were there. The biggest lie perpetuated I've ever heard in my life. Having said that, uh, when the Packers win the Super Bowl this year, it's okay. going to be quite a celebration. All right. So now, and you did wear your Packers jacket into work today. Uh, yes. Yeah. So just take that, Patriots fans out there. Hey, listen, Backs going, going Packers, you, even though they're not even playing this weekend. For Christ's sake, Dave, you got to understand these these people know <laughs> which side of the fence I'm on. They they know what's. Uh, they know how I butter my bread. When it came a couple years ago, many many years ago, when uh, when the Patriots and Drew Bledsoe took on the Gre- Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers in the yep, Super Bowl, sure. I think everybody remembers where I stood on that okay, one. All right. Everybody knows that I was at that Green Bay Packer bar in South Hadley, uh, supporting my team like a real fan does. <laughs> everybody should remember that if you're old enough. All right, as long as you're up front. Oh yeah, I'm, listen, I'm, if, if it if it gets to that point where the two meet again in the Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah, hate to disappoint you, people. I'm only leaning one way. Okay, and it might not be the Patriots' way. Okay. 624 with Bax and Dave Coombs and Rock 102. The T-Birds on Friday, Thunderbirds.com. It's uh, 626 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. They get some cold weather coming into the area uh, later this afternoon into this evening. Some potentially damaging wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour. The highs for today in the mid-30s. The highs tomorrow only about 15 to 25 degrees with those wind chills far lower than that. Now, uh, yesterday I told you that I have a, a great deal of anxiety about telling jokes because mm-hmm. I don't feel like uh, when it comes to uh, you know set up punchline type of jokes that I'm really uh, that's really in my wheelhouse. So like I'm I'm not particularly comfortable with it. So yesterday on Facebook I said, listen, I need I need jokes and I need them uh, stat. Yep, that's what I would do as well. I had 66 people give me jokes. Now nice. not all of them are funny, and I'm not even claiming that this one is funny. Okay. But it was the longest one, and so I thought, well, this guy clearly cares enough to do his best. Plus, we have somebody to blame when it goes wrong. Right. So the this joke is, uh, is uh, again, if it, if it sucks, don't blame me. Mm-hmm. It's probably somebody else. So let's prepare ourselves to laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance of Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious springfield's classic rock all right so this uh, this joke comes from uh, a guy named adam 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 has sent this joke so if it's uh, if it stinks it's adam's fault all not right. mine great all right there once was a man from guam who loved driving trains and he had done it all his life and he intended to continue one day he drove his train a little too fast and ended up killing somebody on the tracks and that's not the funny part i'm getting to that it goes to court for it and given the death sentence for killing that guy he ate a single banana as his last meal. 
and he went off uh, to the chair. And when the executioner flipped the switch, sparks flew, smoke rose, but the man was fine. Hmm. Well, at the time in Guam, a failed execution was considered divine intervention, and he was set free. Now, somehow he gets his old job back driving trains, and the same week, uh, he winds up running over somebody else. Oh, boy. Kills that guy, too. Jeez. He gets tried again, found guilty a second time. This time, however, he had two bananas for his last meal, and again, sits in the chair, sparks fly, smoke rises, and he's fine. He survived the chair again and was set free. Wow. Divine intervention. Quite a story. Surprising uh, no one, the next month, he killed another guy with a train. This time, for his last meal, he asked for three bananas. Mm-hmm. And the judge says, enough of the bananas, just send them right to the chair. And the man says, the bananas had nothing to do with it. I'm just a bad conductor. Ah, <laughs> I see where conductor. you went with that. It's a scientific it's a joke. It's a science joke. I see. There you go. Ah. Oh, man. That was worth waiting around Way to for. go, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 631 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to rock, log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET today. Filling in for Steve Nagel is Dave Coombs. Thanks, Bax. And with the extreme weather coming in, it's worth uh, repeating some of this stuff again and giving you some further information. Central Massachusetts expected to see the lowest wind chill temps with Worcester and Fitchburg feeling about 22 below zero early tomorrow morning. On the other ends of that, Boston and here in Western Mass, we're expected to feel about 15 below with the wind chill tomorrow morning. Highs tomorrow in Western Mass about 25 degrees and of course in buffalo where the pats are taking on the bills going to be quite a bit colder than that in other news maine's famous rotating ice disc is back you heard about this uh the ice disc no i don't know anything about the uh, rotating ice disc the disc had begun forming in the presumpscot river okay where it drew a worldwide audience back in 2019 in Westbrook, Maine, city officials there sharing photos of the formation Wednesday this week on Facebook, encouraging residents to share more images of the floating, rotating ice disc in the middle of the river. No kidding. I don't so, think I've ever even heard of this. No, I hadn't either. And apparently ice discs are a phenomenon that happens as the result of a current in the river or body of water, and a vortex under the ice. Ice sheets begin to form and spin around in circles. Man. And so this is a <laughs> this is worth a road trip, I think, to go see. Freaking science. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at a video of it right now. Uh, I'm on YouTube, and I just uh, put main ice disc. Yeah. It's a round disc. It's a big disc, and it's just uh, slowly spinning around. It's hypnotic. Yes. And, uh, shh, shh, shh. I'm watching this. Bye. <laughs> Uh, by the way, hey, did you hear what I said? I'm trying to watch this. Yeah. Careful. Well, while you're watching, I'll just warn people, if you're going to go up and see it, don't attempt to get out onto the floating ice dicks. Uh, dicks. Disc. <laughs> well, yeah, don't get on that either. Right. Uh, officials and scientists have had to warn people not to try and get on top of the thing because people, you know. Yeah, but, as- who, you know, but that makes such a great TikTok video when you try. Sure. 
it looks like uh, the one I'm seeing. So it's a river, right? And, yep. and the river has a little bit of a bend. And uh, and so because it's bending and the current is uh, is not a straight line, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's this big giant ice disc mm-hmm. that's spinning okay. because the current and and the uh, the banks of the river are creating this swirling motion and the now, vortex underneath. Yeah, right. Man, you got to check this out. That's a uh, whoo man floating ice disc. Yeah, I, I think we need to be able to bring this to the Connecticut River. By the way. You know what is, is there a uh, way we can make this happen here locally? Come on, we man. would have to bend the course of a mighty river, and only Superman has the ability to do that. <laughs> you know what is kind of fun though when it comes to cold weather. Ever uh, do a booze luge? Ever do that one? Mm, I don't think so. You've never done. You ever heard of one? No. Oh man, many years ago, booze luge. Yeah, we do. We went to. Uh, we took a limo to like three or f- I think it was like four or five different Halloween parties all on the same night, and there were there were two parties that had had a booze luge and it is this long block of ice Mm -hmm. and uh, in the middle of a block is like a like a like a like a trench that has been melted in the middle of it okay okay and what you do is you have uh somebody on the far end of the booze luge and then somebody at the top end pouring booze through that trench okay so the person at the bottom is drinking the booze that has been poured down this ice trench, gotcha. making it frosty cold and delicious. And nobody actually gets on this luge and rides it. It's no. just for the booze itself it's, and nothing else. It's just for the purposes of binge drinking. Okay. Now, the first one we saw was simply just a, a, a rectangular block of ice. Mm-hmm. But the second one was artistically uh, reminiscent of a giant penis. Now, as you can imagine... <laughs> The bouge luge technique with the giant ice penis is different than what you would get with a rectangular block of ice. And nothing like a floating dicks, uh, disc. Nothing like it. Yeah. But nevertheless, a great use okay. of large chunks of ice. And I will say... Thinking, I'm actually thinking about making one in the next couple of hours. Should just, be. Just in time for the game tomorrow night. Well, the Winter Olympics are right around the corner this year as well. I That's said right. This should be an Olympic event, the Booze Luge. I don't see why not. Maybe not as good as the Booze Javelin <laughs> or maybe the Booze Marathon. Now, there, yeah, there's one. I'm right? kind of surprised they haven't incorporated more binge drinking <laughs> yeah. in the Olympics. Well, especially in, like, snowboarding. Sean White and yeah. his colleagues. There. I mean, you can imagine like the archery uh, yeah. event sure. with, with booze involved. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how much fun would that be? The relay. The relay races on the track with the guys, instead of handing a baton to each other, handing a bottle of booze yeah, to each and other. Like, and like a, like a, like a six-pack of beer. Love it. Yeah. Yes. We, they need our help on the Olympic Committee to make these things more entertaining. Let me tell you something. Nothing sounds more fun to me. Then you know, to have like a bunch of lining up a bunch of shots and then doing the hammer throw right afterwards. That sure. sounds fun to me. Yes. The well, look, shot put already has the word shot right in there. That's right. Come on, man. That's right. They are missing huge opportunities here. Couldn't agree more. Come do you, on. Do man. you believe in miracles? <laughs> Come on, man. It's game day. In Springfield, the city reporting its highest ever number of COVID nineteen cases. In a seven-day period, it happened last week with 2,448 positive cases reported. Also, more than 40,000 public school students across the Bay State 
as well as more than 7,300 teachers and staff members testing positive for COVID-19 between January 6th and January 12th, according to the latest health data released just yesterday. But God forbid we should allow those kids to learn from home. Uh, I know. And actually, I think there are a bunch of students in Boston that are making an official plea for that as of today. I think they're threatening a, some sort of boycott or a walkout. Well, that's oh, that's probably not going to uh, help. But uh, I got to tell you, um, you're talking about putting you know students and staff in harm's way mm-hmm. right now. And I, I and I understand that, uh, you know, if you're vaccinated, you're not likely to necessarily be admitted into a hospital unless there are pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. But the numbers are staggering about how uh, contagious this has now become with, with the Omicron uh, you know, variant. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, it's like, you know, everybody is at risk and not everybody at sc- in these schools are vaccinated. So, I mean, you're talking about something that is potentially very, very dangerous. Right. And to say, no, we can't uh, we can't bring everybody home. That's not fair for the kids. Even if you do, it's a temporary situation. They may, you know, if it's just a, a matter of uh, a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it's going to be to get beyond that and make sure the people in schools are safe. I'm all for it. And these masks are everywhere now. I've got I've got masks in places like I keep finding them in pockets, uh, portions of my car at home here at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I got so many damn masks. I don't know what to do with them. There's a study from Cardiff University. Researchers there finding out that both men and women were perceived to look better with a face covering the lower half of their faces. Yeah, you know, I have uh, I know a couple people that actually the mask helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's not because of all the designer face masks. The researchers saying it's possible it's because masks direct more attention to people's eyes, the windows to their soul. Or maybe it just makes ugly people look better. I think. I, think, I see nothing wrong with that. I think you're onto something there. MoneyWise has released a list of the top unhealthiest groceries that you can buy. In the United States. They're not putting Little Debbie snack cakes on those uh, that list, are they? Not on the list. You're safe, Bex. Some of the food that you've been eating may not be as healthy as you thought. And there are some surprises on this list of the top unhealthiest groceries. You ready? I'm ready. Diet soda, no surprise. No surprise. Do you drink that still or not? I do not. My folks stopped. They were hooked on diet soda. I talked about my mom yesterday being on medical marijuana yep. for a while. She and my stepdad, Captain Matt Hutmaker who was a nuclear submarine captain for 25 years. They were Was he on Das Boot? <laughs> no, close. Mm. He was he was part of the US squad. Okay. Uh they were hooked on diet soda. They had to bring it everywhere they went in enormous quantities. Even if it was just for a quick road trip or something, they would stock the car with a cooler full of diet soda. Yep. I used to drink diet soda all the time and then like for like a like a dozen years I stopped. And then I I, I tried some like uh, some some diet coke not that long ago and i found it to be gross same experience like, i had back. Like, same it's like god right. this is this is awful yes that 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 after taste or before taste or during taste it's just something wrong i and, mean I, I used to drink like a six pack a day for a while yes and it's been connected to dementia and other things like that also maybe even alzheimer's and so my folks are like that's it and they just stopped cold turkey they haven't gone back what are we talking about again? Diet soda as part of one of the unhealthiest groceries that you can buy. Now, what does it affect? <laughs> I see where you went with that one. 
<laughs> I'm, Who are you? I'm, I'm kind of slow on the uptake, Bax, Where am but I, I get there eventually. Gatorade also on the list of the unhealthiest Again, it's foods loaded, you can buy. It's loaded with sugar. Yeah, but it's okay to dump on a coach's head. Well, I got no problem with that. Yep. No one's drinking it at that point. Dried fruit is also on. You know those pouches of dried fruit? That's not good for you? Apparently loaded with extra sugars and stuff like that. Uh, and you're ready for number one on Money Wise's list of the unhealthiest groceries you can buy. Cans of baked beans. Because they're loaded with sugar, too. I Yeah, and, and other stuff. And I got to tell you. I'm a big fan of beans. I know. We are a, yeah. we are a bean-friendly household at the Baxendale Place. Me too, and I'm, if I'm going to have a burrito, I'd rather, you know, load it up with beans and guac and all that other stuff. I don't even care if there's meat in there sometimes. I, I love the bean burritos. You know, I've had uh, I've had uh, I've had lo- I've had my share of beans in the past, and there's a couple people said, oh, my God, you're, you're probably so flatulent. And I was like, uh, and your point is? Right. What's wrong with that? Yes. That is a natural biological function of the human body. Natural gas. And that there means, you go. That's it. Yep. I don't mind ripping them out from time to time. Sure. It's a, it's a form of good health. It's like uh, burping. In the Amish culture, that's a sign of good health. Yeah, burping is fine, but yeah. farting is more fun. Sure. Either one is okay, though, and good for your health. A good, say, a good sign, as they say. Uh, another study this week in the Journal of Natural Products indicates that cannabis compounds may help prevent COVID-19 infection by disrupting the virus's ability to enter cells. So this is good news for weed no, users, right? That's, that's not why. The reason why it's helping you not, why so many pot smokers aren't getting COVID, because they don't leave the house. <laughs> is that it? They don't leave the house, they eat whatever is in the house, and they distance from everybody. Yes. Researchers found this out at Oregon State University. They discovered that two natural chemicals in marijuana, I'm not even going to attempt them, by the way. Probably smart. Blocking an important step for the virus as it infects healthy people. So well, there you go. There, you know, we're learning something new there. Party down. One more reason to start. Less than a year since the grand opening of Dewey's Jazz Lounge, owner Kenny Lumpkin is planning a new restaurant in Springfield, the All-American Sports Bar. Where's that going? 459 Dwight Street, expected to launch this summer. The All-American Sports Bar and Grill will, according to the owner, Kenny Lumpkin, unify the community through food, drinks, and a mutual love of sports. And will include an outdoor patio with a second bar dining area and space outdoors to play classic tailgate games. Oh, you know where that, 459? Uh, Yeah. All right, so that's the old Chessman Lounge. Okay. Uh, which is now uh, Gino's Pizza, which I don't uh, know if they really survived. When we were doing the Rock 102 work releases, mm-hmm. the uh, the place that was the most fun was the old Chessman Lounge. Okay. Of, of all, I swear to God, of all the uh, the places we were at, that may have been the most fun I had at a Rock 102 work release. They had a kidney bean-shaped uh, bar. Mm-hmm. With the most diverse group of regular clientele you've ever seen in this city Sweet. anywhere. We had a blast at that place. So maybe this will sort of I hope so. fill the space that that once occupied. I, I hope so. Literally and figuratively. Right. I mean, it's right across the street from the Mardi Gras. You can't miss it. Okay. The old Chessman. All right. Classy joint. Very good. And, and so obviously if this whole thing works, a great place to hang out indoors and then you know, when it gets warm enough, if it gets warm enough, outdoors with those classic tailgate games at the patio. 
Yeah, like, uh, why not? Like the the one with the where you throw the sacks into the hole there. What's that? Cornhole. Cornhole. That's a classic tailgate game, right? Everyone loves cornhole. Yeah, I may- know. I know people watch football games all day long, and they all they do is cornhole all afternoon. Maybe even diving onto collapsible tables like Bills fans. Nothing wrong with that, right? Highs in the mid thirties today. Damaging winds reaching gusts of up to 60 miles per hour expected to peak late this afternoon, early evening hours. And by tomorrow, we may have wind chills feeling 15 below here in Western Mass. So be prepared for all of that. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's news to me on Rock 102. Good Springfield's Classic Rock at 653. And Rod Stewart with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. He's got a new album coming out this year, by the way. It's called Tears of Hercules, and apparently he's doing a whole UK tour to support that new album. Well, there you go. It's more music that no one will care about, right? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while since uh, he's released music that people did care about. Highs in the mid-30s today, damaging winds, maybe some gusts of up to 60 miles per hour, peaking late this afternoon into early evening hours. Tomorrow, wind chills of about 15 below in the morning here in Western Mass. Rock 102 is bringing you uh, Patriots football all season long, as you know, and the Patriots are going to be in Buffalo tomorrow night, and you're going to hear that game right here on Rock 102. The Country Hyundai pregame show begins at 5, kickoff schedule for 8.15. Join Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. And after uh, 8 o'clock this morning, we'll be talking to a, a good friend of yours, Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. He'll be doing the play-by-play tomorrow night, so uh, we'll get a chance to talk to him in a little bit more than an hour from now. Yeah, he, he's doing the TV coverage, of course, and really one of the best, I think, in sports casting. I got to know him years ago when I was in Syracuse, part of the classic rock station that was the flagship for Syracuse football and basketball, and he's just one of the, like, the 8 billion guys right. who graduated from the Syracuse University sports program before he went into life as a pro. Yeah, and uh, and so we'll be talking to him just after 8 o'clock. So mm-hmm. it's 6.55 with Bax and uh, Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday. It takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, tomorrow night, the Patriots will be in Buffalo, New York, to face the Bills for a thrilling AFC wildcard matchup. Now, while both teams split their two games during the regular season, I suppose it's anyone's guess how things are going to go. Yes, Buffalo is a pretty damn good football team, but so are the Patriots. And while many of you are wondering how to predict the outcome ahead of time for the purposes of unregulated sports gambling, let us consider this. According to a multitude of reliable sources, while Bills quarterback Josh Allen has accumulated 4,400 passing yards a season with 36 touchdown passes, one statistic stands out among all his other many achievements. And that is this. Josh Allen sucks in cold weather. In fact, let me be more specific. Josh Allen is horrible in temperatures 32 degrees or less. In fact, his completion rate dips as low as 50% when he's playing in the cold. Part of that is due to the fact that Josh Allen allegedly has poor circulation, especially in his feet. However, yesterday, ESPN analyst Bart Scott made the suggestion that perhaps Josh Allen should take a dose of Viagra before the game tomorrow, just like he used to do during his 10-year football career. Now, I personally would not recommend sending a guy with bad circulation into sub-zero windshields with a firm and supple erection and expect him to concentrate on first down yardage. I would probably start with a thicker pair of socks. 
I would not necessarily dive into a bottle of blue pills just so I can feel my toes. Listen, it's going to be freezing cold out there tomorrow night, and if the blistering wind chills have a negative effect on Josh Allen's productivity, then so be it. But if we're going to spend four quarters watching a very horny Josh Allen trying to penetrate the Patriots' defense, I'm not so sure how comfortable I am about something like that. On the other hand, perhaps is the chance the Patriots have been looking for, because if I were jamming down Viagra like they were Tic Tacs, I'd have a hard time concentrating on football, too. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Snow, ice, Rockies. Before or after the storm, get anything from, a, uh, from an ice scraper to a snowblower at Rocky's Ace Hardware, including ice melt, the roof raker, just a decent snow shovel. Rockies is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm, and you'll get all that stuff at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and The Clash with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 on Rock 102. Not too bad right now. Highs in the mid-30s today, but it's going to get cold later this afternoon into early evening hours. Also, some gusty winds of up to 60 miles per hour starting late this afternoon. And wind chills tomorrow morning here in Western Mass expected to be about 15 below. As, uh, as you know, uh, I, don't, I don't need to tell you. Uh, our staff in the last couple of weeks has been uh, ravaged by any number of uh, calamities. Uh, Dan was out. Pat's been out. I was out. Steve is out. Same calamities, though. Uh, yeah, really? Similar calamities. I don't want to get involved in anyone's uh, personal <laughs> right. medical privacy issues. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I came off uh, COVID relatively unscathed. I mean, I can still taste. I can still smell. Uh, I, I walked out of there being better looking than ever. Okay, all those things are uh, are still, you know, taking hold. Did you ever lose your sense of smell, by the way, during that whole ordeal? Or no? Uh, no, I didn't lose my sense of smell. I lost my sense of taste, but that was mostly about mixed fabric. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but it was never about uh, losing any of the other, you know, five senses. I didn't. Uh, I didn't lose any of that. See, I can't taste or smell anything anyway so i could i could have this whole thing i wouldn't even know so well that's good to know yeah. that uh, we're working so close and you're <laughs> breathing on me with your uh with your with your covid breath but uh i have to tell a story uh from yesterday that uh, you know uh, could have resulted in my possible death it was a wow. near death experience how serious this gets uh yesterday I'm uh, I'm uh, I met a friend for for coffee yesterday, and uh, you know he and I were uh, drinking a cup, chewing a fat, talking stories, talking a little crap, and uh, I went home after uh, spending a, a couple of cups at uh, La Fiorentina here mm-hmm. in East Lawmeadow. Oh yeah, great place! I'm gonna get a plate of cookies from there later today. By the way, why not? Why shouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, or a nice cannoli cake. Ooh, those oh, are yeah. good. Oh, oh yeah. the cannoli. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I go home, see, and um, <laughs> you know I don't. Uh, you know, my, my wife leaves for work like you know, fairly early, but after I do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm home, say, 11.45 is when I get home. Gotcha. I uh, I go into the house through the garage most days, mm-hmm. and uh, I open up the garage door, and I notice from the garage this faint smell of deadly gas. Uh-oh. Yeah, right, right. Uh, deadly gas, like uh, like 
like cooking gas. Okay. Like there maybe is a, a gas leak in the house. You guys have a gas stove? Got a gas stove, gas heat. Gotcha. We're very gassy in the house. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm trying to think in my mind. Well, is there a is there a pipe burst somewhere? Uh, is there a uh, an appliance that's on? I don't even know. But at the same time, I'm trying to go back in my Rolodex of uh, of safety tips about what to do in mm-hmm. case of an emergency. I forgot every single last one of them. I was going to say, rather than thinking about all these possibilities, you probably should have left the house and called 911 immediately. Well, I, I suppose I could have done that. And, and by... Uh, you know, by all rights, I probably should have because it was probably really stupid for me to go into the house to kind of snoop around. Yeah. But that's exactly what I did. I uh, right. I went upstairs and I turned on every light. And sure. I started smoking a few cigarettes, which I don't even <laughs> smoke, but I'm thinking now's a good time to start. And then I realized- Okay, that, Mr. Death Wish. Well, I'm just, I, I'm realizing that uh, something is amiss. This place stinks like gas. And- uh, I get into the kitchen and the uh, the stove is on. Ah, like the wow. like not the the burner's not on. It's but it's just at the point where gas is coming out of it. So so there's no flame. No flame, right? No flame, just gas. Single burner. Single burner. Okay. You can even tell the knob is yep. uh, you know, askew yep. to the to one side. Gotcha. And I think okay, I am going to save the day by being a hero. Mm-hmm. So I hold my breath, right? Because you, 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 as you know, you're not supposed to breathe that, that right? kind of gas in. But sure. I'm, I'm very powerful. I mean, it may not look like much, but when it comes to facing death, I am like no other superhero well, ever. You're here telling the story, right? And uh, so I go over to the stove mm-hmm. and I turn off the gas. Atta boy! How about that, huh? Yeah. All right. How about that? Good. Now, what I'm left with is a house loaded with gas sure and the whole house stinks to high hell open because up, open up the windows well uh it, it, yes but uh you, you gotta understand um somebody in the house turned on the gas now i'm not pointing fingers how many people are in this house but i, I have to ask that question there are two <laughs> human beings in the house okay but i'm thinking the dog is making meals while we're away. Okay, this is this is where I'm. This is um. This is what I'm thinking. Like, you know, uh, I usually feed him first when I get back, and you know, I was out having coffee mm-hmm. with a friend, and I got home a little later than usual, mm-hmm. and he's decide, you know what, I'm going to make a bowl of soup, and that's I'm thinking because he doesn't have the opposable thumbs, he's not fully aware of how to make soup but he at least attempted he can he can try he can make an attempt right because i certainly didn't uh mess with the stove and Mm -hmm. i and my i don't think my wife uh, messed with the stove because she didn't uh, cook anything for breakfast but yet the thing is on how i do not know now how do i alleviate all the gas this big giant balloon of gas surrounded by wood metal and glass okay we have a whole house fan in the uh, in the house, you okay. know what these are, right? I don't know. I don't think I know what a whole house fan is. No, it's a fan that cools down the whole house. Is it just a big fan? It's a fan that's in the attic. Oh, okay. And uh, in the hallway, it uh, you, you turn on a uh, you turn on the the uh, the, the the switch, mm-hmm. and uh, you open up windows okay. in the house, and this fan blows uh, air. You know, through the house and circulates 
all the air to the outside. Okay. So if, like, for example, you're trying to cool the place down, thing does uh, thing cools almost as good as air conditioning does in just a matter of seconds. Really? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Okay. Of course, you fill your house with humidity on a hot summer day, right. but yet it cools down. And uh, I ran this thing for almost two hours. No. Yes. While you're two- still in the house breathing the fumes as they're kind of being alleviated. Well, yeah. I mean, I had to make my lunch and had to do other things. I mean, I did. I was busy. But I was uh, airing the whole place out. And uh, I uh, I texted my wife and said, hey, you're not going to believe this, but the, the stove was on and there was gas. And you know, she called her brother, who's one of these guys who knows how to do everything. Mm-hmm. He's an actual man. Whereas me, I'm, I can't even make that claim gotcha. because I forgot what is safe and unsafe in a situation like that. As it turns out, it was probably not safe for me to open the garage door, flip on every light, mm-hmm. learn to start smoking, and then uh, turn off the gas myself. I should have maybe called a professional to do it for me, but mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking that. What uh, I could have done was blown the whole house to smithereens. I was not aware I could have done that. <laughs> but yet, somehow, some way, some guardian angel, and I don't know what dead relative it might be, saved my life yesterday after the dog tried to make soup in the house. And you don't think it was a potential murder attempt on the part of your wife? Oh, come on. No, no. I'm, <laughs> come on. It's, I'm not worth anything to her dead. I'm really not. So uh, I'm thinking uh, I got away with something amazing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I could, I should have been out today. Well, it's a good. And maybe yeah, forever. It's a good thing that you hadn't fallen. Because people do this all the time. They fall asleep under circumstances like that and you fall asleep under certain you're you're gone yeah, yeah. It, it's well, over I you mean, know the, the dog wasn't asleep when i got home mm-hmm. i mean he was wide awake wondering hey what's going on over here mm-hmm. i had to go pick up my daughter at school yesterday so uh the dog and i went for a little uh, little uh, cruise mm-hmm. while the house fan is still going oh, okay, on okay good I, I continued to to blow air out of the out of the house mm-hmm. It still smelled like gas when I got back, and we turned it on for a little while until I got uh, chilly, and I thought, well, I got to protect myself from the cold too. And then uh, we, you know, we kept the fan, we put the fan back on when my wife got home. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, you you think about that. Uh, apparently, uh, gas is really dangerous stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was not aware of this. Well, apparently, good going, and congrats for being here. Yeah, even despite your stupidity, I'm cheating death. <laughs> I feel like today, like today is the day I should go buy a Powerball ticket. Or uh, Mega Millions. I mean, I, I cleared this. Luck now is on my side. Somebody is standing in my corner from the afterlife and saying, you're a lucky little bastard. You know that? <laughs> is this the closest brush with death you've ever had, by the way? No, I had that bunion surgery a <laughs> yeah. few years ago, and yeah. that was pretty damn close. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it is the closest I've ever come to death. Yeah, I don't think I've even come close to that. You've probably never done anything that okay. stupid. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I've done... Yes, past marriages, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, no, I like it. I don't understand that. <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, so I think, you know, I, and I don't, I, I haven't really had a chance to uh, to study what you should do in mm-hmm. case of a gas leak, but I'm going to strongly suggest that everything I just told you, you're not supposed to do. Well, so let that be your guide moving forward. Sure, go brush up on the particulars of how yeah. to deal with that. Probably I mean, might, a good idea, good yeah. public service announcement from the Bax and O'Brien show. It, it might be smart to do. Oh, look, there's uh, someone on the phone right now. They probably are a gas expert. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? 
Don't. Oh, they must have had a gas leak in their house and passed out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I was uh, I was told that that was uh, I shouldn't have done any of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you're here. Live and learn. Yeah. I could I could have been out for today. Yeah, permanently. <laughs> what? Then then what's the Bax and O'Brien? I mean, I can't do the show by myself for well, Christ's sake. You, you might have to until Steve gets back, and then <laughs> God knows how long it'll take before those Steve Nagel Morning Show T-shirts will take to produce but they're right around the corner i think you want something to blow up just give me the keys to this show all by myself i'll blow it up for you it's 720 with Bax and dave coombs and rock 102 hello friends 102 so i just did uh, a little bit of uh, studying mm-hmm. uh, on what to do yeah um step one if you uh, have a gas leak in your home number one evacuate your home now i think that's the first thing i said that was the first comment i had Bax, yeah, when yeah. you told me about this and you're entering the house you're walking around you're trying to figure out the source of the problem go outside and call 911 for christ's sake well see that's step number four ah. um uh, step number one is uh, evacuate your home now okay i didn't do that nope step number two stop using electrical devices I didn't do that. I turned on a fan Attaboy. and I texted my wife. Good job. 0 for um, 2. You're 0 for 2 right now. That's that's 0 for 2. Yep. Number three, leave your doors open. For how long? <laughs> I mean, I mean, because uh, any idiot could just walk into my house and steal my steal my stuff. You're 0 for 3 then. Right. Or the dog could walk out. Yeah. You know, he's got a mind of his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really. I well, I did do that with the with the fan, but I mean, I mean, come on, I'm not gonna leave the doors open. Uh, call your gas company. I didn't do that. Oh for four. Call nine one one. I didn't do that. Oh for five. And uh, and then that's the uh, the last you, of them. You took you took the collar essentially. If if that was an at bat yesterday. Yep. I I did nothing of what I was supposed to do. In mm-hmm. fact, I did everything wrong and still survived. I don't know how. <laughs> Why did I? Not blow up in a fiery ball of flame. I don't know. I don't know how I got so lucky. Buy, buy a lottery ticket. I think you're right. I think it's just dumb luck. But I'm going to have to teach the dog how to use that stove properly because <laughs> he's, he's just going to wind up causing problems if we don't uh, get that under wraps. Good idea. It's uh, 725. News is next on Rock 102. It's 728. With Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Call now. And you'll receive 40% off installation. Plus, if you mention Rock 102, you get a free shower fixture upgrade. Valued at $500, yankeehome.com. Filling in for Steve Nagel is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Well, first and foremost, aside from a gas leak, uh, the weather is of concern because it's going to get really cold starting later this afternoon into the early evening and then the overnight hours. Highs in the mid-30s for today. Then the damaging winds will be coming in, reaching gusts of up to 60 miles per hour late this afternoon into the early evening, and then wind chills dipping to 20 degrees below zero tomorrow. And Central Mass expected to feel the worst of it with Worcester and Fitchburg about 22 below zero. And Western Mass maybe 15 below zero with the wind chills. So bear that in mind if you've got any outdoor activities coming up. Meantime, if you have any outdoor activities, go inside. Yeah, and and, and that's, turn off, I mean, that's and, really it. And turn off the gas. That's yeah. Turn you're inside. Right. Yeah, turn off. Turn off the gas if the dog starts cooking soup. And get your dog opposable thumbs. Okay, the city of Springfield reported its highest ever number of COVID cases in a seven day period last week, two thousand four hundred and forty eight of them. On top of that, across the entire Bay State, more than forty thousand public school students 
as well as more than 7,300 teachers and staff testing positive for COVID-19. That was last week alone, according to the latest health data released just yesterday. I mentioned this earlier in the week. I I had a conversation online with uh, Dr. Mark Kenton from uh, Mercy Medical Center. And one of the things that he was telling me is is kind of a staggering statistic. He said like 90 to 95 percent of everybody that's in hospitals right now, you know, emergency rooms, you know, COVID related. Sure are unvaccinated people mm-hmm. and the remaining the remaining number the 10 to 5 to 10 percent are all people who had pre-existing conditions who had other morbidities to to, uh, to be concerned about sure he said you know the numbers are staggering and for all those people that are refuting the uh you know the the vaccinations and it's it's uh you know it's it's success rate he said this you know the 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 science is proving itself not just at Mercy, but at other hospitals around the country. And and most of those people, I, I would think, on top of the comorbidities, are elderly. Most of them, elderly, not, not all of them, right? I mean, but it, it could be any number of those comorbidities. And and the and the problem is, you know, you're you're we're never going to get ahead of this if if we keep looking at vaccinations in the same way. Now, yesterday, the uh, the Supreme Court voted against, uh, you know, uh, you uh, mandatory vaccinations mm-hmm. uh for private business right they voted that down so i mean i understand the idea of of mandates being problematic for people it would be problematic for me if this company said you know you must get it in order to work i would feel uncomfortable about that that's not to say i wouldn't get it mm-hmm. it just means you know that it's a little bit more heavy-handed than than they have the right to do so that mandate for private bid- businesses does does that not apply then to publicly traded businesses is that what you're saying um no i don't believe so i'm wondering because you know there are radio companies not ours that have forced their employees to get the vaccination i'm wondering if now that's and some of them lost their jobs because of it in the world of broadcasting i'm wondering if that's now going to maybe reverse itself with lawsuits against those companies i don't know i don't know but uh but yeah listen we're we are we are at the point now where this Omicron variant is so contagious, and while, if you're vaccinated, you may not necessarily be admitted into a hospital, but it's still not great. So you know, do the best you can to protect yourself. If you can't be vaccinated for any number of reasons, you know that that is your choice. But just be aware that this is how it's playing out. And you were vaccinated and got it. I got it. And you still have yet to be boosted right i i haven't gotten my i got the two vaccinations why well, you know i tried uh you know, rescheduling a booster uh through cvs but because i'd had symptoms within 14 days mm-hmm. i'm not eligible to schedule it yet right. the moment i i am i'm gonna go schedule a booster and get it i don't want this a second time got nor uh, more numbers for you here swirling around the pandemic you mentioned earlier that you paid a college tuition payment recently for one yep. of your one of your kids uh, the number of Americans enrolling in college has dropped sharply since the beginning of COVID-19. College enrollment down 1.2 million since the pandemic yeah. began. This new report finding that undergrad enrollment dropped 3.1% last year and 6.5% since 2019. Overall, again, that adds up to 1.2 million fewer students attending college this year. Not all the pandemic, of course, soaring tuition costs and other factors were already pushing down college enrollment at the national level. You know, um, the idea 
of spending sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars a year to put your kid in a dormitory for mm-hmm. four years. Right. That, you know, I can understand why you might not feel real good about that during a pandemic. Well, well, plus some of the other colleges that where you're paying full tuition and yet they are at home and learning remotely, and yet you're not being given any kind of uh, financial break on that. Isn't kind of insane as well. I well, think. you're not paying room and board. Right. They, do, they do take that off the table. Yes, but you're also, if you're learning from home, you're not able to avail yourself as a student of all the other facilities on campus that you would be paying for as part of the tuition process. Yeah, the frat parties and keg, uh, keg <laughs> parties, Ed, while you're, while you're quarantining at home are no fun. Hey, some of the more valuable experiences for me in college, you know, you can't dis- discount those social activities I in lear- college. I learned more outside of class in college than I learned inside of class. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's anyone who knows how to clean vomit better than I do. (laughs) I'm one of the top 10 vomit removal uh, guys in America. And and how handy has that come in during your uh, rest of your adult life, by the way? Well, uh, you know, when you're you're a parent and you have uh, children Mm -hmm, and, and they're vomiting, you know how much kids like to puke, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to clean that up. I got very good at it. (laughs) Hey, you got a Blackberry? No. Did I, you ever have I a BlackBerry? Never had a BlackBerry. I did, and of course we know that you know BlackBerry BlackBerry devices no longer work now. Yep, they no longer function. I think that was last week that they hit that critical mass deadline. Yep, that was the end of it. Now Microsoft is retiring Xbox One consoles. They ended production of the Xbox One. The company just broke the news yesterday. Turns out Microsoft hasn't been manufacturing the console for quite some time. Xbox officials saying the last new unit rolled off the assembly line in late 2020. I like the fact you just said the word unit. I did. I kind of punched it, too. Yeah, you did. You real, like a real punctuation there. It's, it's one of those words that you, you got to punch when you yeah. get a chance, right? You know, I, I was looking at uh, some story about uh, iPhones and the, like the new iPhone will, have, will require a different kind of power cord. Mm-hmm. And every time they do that, I get angrier and angrier because it means that... You got to buy all new cords. And, you know, the, all those great knockoffs that seem like you're going to save a few bucks, right. they work for a while. Sure. Until they don't. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you spend $30 on an Apple cord only to have it fray at the end because they're not made very well. Yeah, maybe and on it's 30, purpose. 40 bucks. Maybe on purpose. Of course it's on purpose. They probably make more money in cords and uh, accessories than anything else. I've got that very thing going on with one of my cords for my uh, MacBook Pro right now. I'm going to have to go get a new one. Not looking forward to that. I know. Uh, By the way, the announcement from Microsoft about retiring the Xbox One consoles comes one day after Sony revealed it's ramping up production on PlayStation 4 units to compensate for the shortage of PlayStation 5s because of the right. supply chain issues. Again, I like the way you said unit. I, I'm going to keep punching it when yeah, I get why a chance, not? right? You're on it. <laughs> and uh, uh, as far as these game units are concerned, the PlayStation 5s, um, are you finding a shortage in trying to get those devices or products of any kind? Do you? Uh, what's? I guess my, my main question is, how is the supply chain issue hurting you the most? Have you noticed? Have you noticed anything in particular? Because I have one in particular that hit me hard yesterday. The uh, the supply chain issues for me have been mostly about groceries because mm-hmm. that's where yeah. I do most of my shopping. Yeah, you know, that's if I want to treat myself right, I'm mm-hmm. going to go to a grocery store and go to town. Right, but I'm finding that some things that I want 
are not available. And those things that are available aren't looking so hot. That's what I'm finding to be a little problematic. Like, I found, like, lettuce. I know. A guy who looks like that is eating lettuce. <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying. But I eat a lot of lettuce. Uh, I'm finding that lettuce doesn't look all that good right now. Like, you can't find a bag of lettuce without a piece of rusty lettuce in there somewhere. Yeah, and that's I a bad problem. And I don't like that. I don't like, am I like my lettuce to be green, mm-hmm. maybe a light green, almost to the point of white. But you show a little bit of brown. I'm off to the next bag. You're very demanding. Uh, coffee creamer for me. I went to two big Y's yesterday. Yeah. Empty shelves in the refrigeration area where the coffee creamers would be. You know, the flavored ones. Oh, that's you like those? Devastating to me. Devastating. So See, I use uh, this stuff called uh, milk. <laughs> and uh, I ah. find that to be very effective of, of creaming my coffee. Milk <clears throat> doesn't cut it. Sorry. Really? Nope. Yeah, need... Well, look, the creamer's got like milk products in there if you yeah, buy the I right know. kind. Well, I and mean, then like... it's got a little. F- and by the way, I don't go. I can't stand like the mint, mocha, pepper, whatever, all that stuff. No, just basic. There's one I think called like just sweet cream flavored, which is essentially creamer with a little bit of sugar in there. Couldn't you save yourself the aggravation and time by buying milk? And sugar? Ah, that's too many items to have in the house. Plus sugar. It's you, essentially two items. Yeah, you spill the sugar over there. You can't, it's, it's a mess. In the I house. think you're overthinking this, Mr. Unit. <laughs> I think what you're thinking about is something uh, maybe not cost effective. I don't know. Creamer's a big problem for me. See, I don't, I, I don't even, I have, uh, I have, I don't put sugar in my coffee. I, 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 I'll either take it black like a man or I'll just put a little bit of milk in there. And I find that it is every bit as satisfying as anything else you could put in coffee. Uh, tennis shoes. Last night I go into Dick's in Enfield, try and get myself a pair of just regular tennis shoes. Now, you know, like they've got training shoes. They've got marathon running shoes. they got basketball shoes. they got soccer cleats. I, I just want a pair of white tennis sneakers. You know, just regular shoes. Well, I'll have to go in the back and see if we got something. we got to go in the back? Yes. Dick's? Yes. I mean, there's you. You've seen the Dicks, the shoe display. There's like oh, I've seen hun- Dicks. Hun- sure, I've been there. Hundreds of shoes up there, but no simple tennis shoes. Thank is that, God. Is that a supply chain issue, or is that just a, a, a you know a matter of the times? Like there's not a not a lot of people uh, taking up tennis these days. No, but I mean, just you know, a court shoe that you could wear. You right. know, I like to play like racket sports, and like I. Having a hard time, but thank God they did have in the back one pair of 13s. Got it, but I'm telling you, the, the supply was short, and I think it's probably not the supply chain in this case. I think it's probably a sign of the times, like you were referring to. Right, but real supply chain issues. Like, a, like remember the olden days when you had a hard time finding toilet paper? Mm-hmm. Now I'm finding toilet paper, but it's not even the good stuff. Do you have the good stuff at home? Do you mm-hmm. spring for the good stuff? The Cottonelle? The stuff- no, you know what I did? Oh, man, this is such a regrettable choice. I was at a Costco. The paper thin stuff. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I bought uh, the the price of the good stuff. This just shows you how stupid you can be sometimes, and you're <laughs> trying to save a buck. Yeah. I you know, bypassed like a big thirty dollar bundle of of uh, you know, very thick Charmin. You know the kind of stuff that, like you would do like with Mister Whipple. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 go in the bathroom, but you wind up wiping your face because the toilet paper is so soft and nice. <laughs> okay. And what I did was I bought. Oh God. The single ply, oh, no. individually yeah. wrapped uh, bundle of Scott's toilet paper. This thing 
disintegrates yep. in your hand yep. before you even get up there. And yep. I got to tell you, it was so, it, it it was a giant bundle, and they were selling it for dirt cheap. And I'm thinking. I am making a great choice here. I'm making a good financial sound decision. Biggest waste of money I ever had in my life. The worst toilet paper I have ever used. Top two or three worst I've ever used in my life. But you are consumer of the year for, for making a good purchase. To save to save what? Six yeah. bucks? Stupid. Good going. Yeah, toilet good toilet paper is one thing you got to splurge on. It got, it got so bad that uh, my wife and I both agreed we're going to go back to Costco. Mm-hmm. We're going to buy a better thing of uh, of toilet paper. Yep. Even though we got, you know, seventy five percent of that of that Scotts bundle still in the basement. Yep. And uh, and I'll go down there and I'll grab a couple rolls and whatever. And I say, oh man, I've made a big mistake. This is so regrettable. Cottonelle or Charmin, the only yep. ones that are acceptable. Yeah, I don't like the ones that come with the lotion. That's a little yeah. too uncomfortable because yeah, at the end of it, it feels like two pork chops running up against each other. Yeah, I don't need that. A uh, new study out finding finding out that all cats are psychos, apparently, which we kind of already knew. I, I dislike cats. I, I'm sorry. And and I, for all the cat lovers out there, I just, I'm a dog guy, love dogs, have had, had bad experiences with cats. I've had cats. I don't, I don't, I don't mind cats as a uh, as a species. I just don't like the box. I draw the line yeah. of the box. I hate yeah. the box. Right. So anyway, this new study found out that if cats were human and had the same personality traits, those cats would be considered psychopaths. I can see that. Here's some evidence about that. You ever see a person uh, relieve themselves in a box? Mm, That's not, the sign of crazy. Not yet. Put the days young. A 52-year-old woman in Omaha, Nebraska, had to call 911 earlier this week after she was attacked by one of her cats. Apparently, it wouldn't stop beating up on the other cat in the house, so she had to separate them, in, in essence, putting the one cat in a timeout. Mm-hmm. Well, that cat didn't like being in a timeout and apparently flew off the handle, and this woman needed a hospital visit for multiple claw and scratch marks. The Humane Society had to ta- uh, take the cat in and it's not clear if this woman even wants the cat back or not. That's a bad cat. Yeah, cat. That, that's a uh, that's a cat with no gratitude and uh, and a rotten attitude. Cats are psychopaths. Something we already knew. And Elton John was arrested for DUI. Not that Elton John. A different Elton John. Elton John Vasquez, thirty-three-year-old dude in Virginia, driving a Lamborghini, and. Apparently, someone saw him swerving between lanes, driving onto the shoulder, and hitting a guardrail. So they called 911. Police caught up with Elton John Vasquez. Eventually, he pulled over into the parking lot of a roller skating rink. Elton John Vasquez had bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, and the smell of alcohol on him. He was arrested and charged with DUI, obstruction of justice, and a traffic lane violation. What parent does that? What par- What parent goes out there and says, you know what? I want to name my child after somebody famous. <laughs> Elton John Vasquez. I'm a rocket man. Every place that kid goes for the remainder of his life, mm-hmm. there's going to be an Elton John joke every single time. Yep. Especially now. I went to grade school with a Michael Jackson. Not that Michael Jackson, a different Michael Jackson. <laughs> and guess what's happened? Yeah. 
He had to change his name to something different because Didn't... he was tired of being called Michael Jackson. Seriously, that is great. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I forgot what he changed his uh, his name to. I think he changed his name to Prince. But nevertheless, <laughs> I think there are probably other people out there right now listening to us who have famous names and either have had to change them or regret the names they were given oh by their parents. God. Right? You know, some parents. I wish they just think. I would use your head. Think yeah. about what that kid's got to go through for the remainder of their life. Sometimes a bad name is all they need to never get a job, to never get any respect, to get nothing but one bad joke after the next. Think things through. Kind of like Mr. Gas Leak over there across from me at Rock 102. That's right. I'm Dave Coombs. Highs in the mid-30s today. I'm filling in for Steve Nagel. we got damaging winds and gusts of up to 60 miles per hour peaking late this afternoon into the early evening hours. It's going to be cold this weekend here, and it's going to be cold in Buffalo for the Patriots and the Bills. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.53 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102. Yeah, got cold weather coming in uh, late this afternoon into the early evening hours, then overnight. And tomorrow, we're going to feel wind chills of eh, maybe 15 below zero here in the Western Mass area. Uh, Baxi's Musical Fun Bag is back on Sunday night at 9 o'clock. I'll have music from The Dam, Joy Division, Talking Heads, The Minutemen, XTC, and a lot more. It's Rock 102's loudest hour, Sunday nights, 9 o'clock, just before Little Steven's Underground Garage on Rock 102. Next hour, Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. I'm pretty excited to talk to Ian Eagle. Yep, he's calling the game with uh, his partner Charles Davis for CBS TV. He'll be in Buffalo t- uh, tomorrow night for the Patriots and Bills. I don't I don't think I could be a, a play-by-play guy. I don't I think I'm uh, too stumbly. I don't uh, know if I'm observant enough. I remember I got walked into a house that was uh, leaking gas. I mean, I'm not sure I get to <laughs> I'm I'm focused enough on enough detail. To be a good play-by-play guy. So maybe color commentary would be your... Oh, I think I make great comments. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's like You're like the uh, rock version of Scott Zolak, who's very good at what he does. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I could uh, I could probably uh, get away with that, even though you know, most of the time I, I don't know really what the hell I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are color analysts on TV who... I Tro- figured, Troy I, Aikman comes to mind. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if uh, Chris Collingwood can make a... <laughs> Can make a career out of it. Why can't I? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ian Eagle coming up uh, in just a few minutes. I used to listen to that guy when he was uh, in New York all the time, he's and had, uh, he's really good. He is. He's had a long career and uh, was just one of those many, many guys who graduated from Syracuse University's sports broadcasting program. Yeah. And so, yep, there he is. I think he's early 50s right now, and he's. it seems like he's been doing it forever, right? It's, uh, oh my God, I've probably been listening to him for, for 20 years or so. So we'll talk to him about the Bills and Patriots. We'll talk to him about the, the cold weather that he's expected yeah. to be heading into for tomorrow night. Because it's it, it, the, uh, the, the temperature at game time tomorrow night is supposed to be eight. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the wind, like 14 mile an hour winds. So that puts it at sub zero windshields. And uh, Josh Allen is not good at playing. In cold weather. In fact, his numbers drop off dramatically, which is good news for the Patriots. And that's why they're now, what do you say, two and a half? Uh, three and a half point three, underdogs. Three and a half point underdogs. Yeah, but who cares how the players are prepping? I I care about how the broadcasters are prepping well, for this yeah, game. Because <laughs> selfishly, we're trying to put ourselves in their shoes. Yes. I'm not sure I'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 756 of Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Live in concert, 
Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. On the next live-in concert, we'll hear Leonard Skinner captured live in 1976, as well as classic live sets from Night Ranger, Blue Oyster Cult, and The Who. Live-in concert at its special time of Sunday at 7, presented by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse Ludlow on Rock 102. Hi, folks. Adam Quinn. It's 8.09 on Rock 102. Football music in advance of the Patriots-Bills game tomorrow night in Buffalo, where it's going to be very cold. A little bit warmer here in Western Mass. As for the cold weather in Buffalo, players and broadcasters will be dealing with this. I go back a bit with Ian Eagle, who will be calling the game for CBS Television tomorrow night on the phone with us right now. Ian. Yeah, what's up, Dave? How are you, man? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Good. So, meet my co-host, Bax. How you doing, Ian? Hey, what's up, Bax? Good to good to talk. I, I've been listening to you for forever, like like a long, long time. So it's nice to finally get a chance to to talk to you <laughs> a, a little bit. Uh we're old. Yeah, <laughs> no, we were we we're just discussing that. But listen, you and Charles Davis do a great job with these games. I, I think maybe you're my favorite team. I've told you that before. You guys are, are loose. You keep it fun, but you also are very credible, which is which is a good combo. Oh, really appreciate that. I mean, obviously, you go into these games, you do a lot of prep, you you do your best to be as informed as possible because the reality is you get parachuted in. You're not living and and breathing the the team that you're covering every single week you're getting different teams every week so the goal is to really lock in that week and and feel like you've got all the the information that you need to to provide to the viewership and then keep it entertaining that's that's it it must be like like every week you're studying for your sats getting names right plays right you know information stats correct i mean i you know i know for me yeah, I I would be maybe the worst play-by-play guy in America. I'd just be stumbling all over myself, going, "Oh wait, wait a minute, who the hell was that guy?" <laughs> yeah, you can't really uh, go with the "Hey, who the hell was that guy?" call because uh, at that point your credibility is is uh, going to come into question. Yeah, things like things that you you wouldn't even think about necessarily, but pronunciations become such a huge key. If you don't know how to say someone's name correctly, <laughs> then odds are the home team fans are going to say, well, you just you don't know our team. You don't know us. You, you put an A where an E is supposed to be. So there's a lot of phonetic uh, spellings on my boards just to make sure that, that right. I've got the, the right lens in doing these games. And, and, if, and if you don't know those teams by, by the postseason, then, <laughs> then you're in big trouble. Yeah, well, fortunately, in this uh, particular matchup with New England and Buffalo, I've, I've seen those two teams a lot over the course of this season, previous seasons. I've probably done this New England-Buffalo matchup uh, as many times as anybody else over the last five, seven, ten years. So good feel for the two organizations, how they got to where they are today. New England, the one-year absence from the playoffs, but a terrific year to, to get themselves back into the postseason. Didn't end strong, so I think there's a general feeling going into the playoffs now with this New England team, who we're going to see. And Mac Jones, can he handle it? He's a rookie. He hasn't played in any game below 37 degrees in his life. (laughs) And it's supposed to be one degree in western New York on Saturday night. So a lot of storylines for this one. Really looking forward to it. Uh, We're talking to Ian Eagle calling the 
Pat's game with the Bills in Buffalo on Saturday night. And what kind of um, clothing do you do you bring? And you know, how much are you exposed to the elements? Yeah, you're completely exposed to the elements. We're in a booth, but it's an open air booth. And the way things are set up in Buffalo, it's it's one of the larger booths in the league but it also allows for wind to get in and swirl. So you can absolutely feel it, and it hurts your face. All the things that you would think it affects, it affects. The only thing as a broadcaster that you're really concerned about is your jaw. You just don't want to get your jaw frozen in the middle of action, and then it sounds like you had uh, too much Jameson before the game. You're like, man, it's I an eagle drunk? He might be. Yeah, but you know, so, I, I, I've I've heard all the play by plays and color commentators where you know sometimes the the bottle of schnapps was actually a benefit to the broadcast. <laughs> I've never done that. I'll be the first to, to tell you that I made a pretty uh, pretty strong decision early in my career that I'm going to try to do the game sober. I think that's probably <laughs> the better way to go in my life. I'll leave the drinking for the off season. I'm a little bit concerned about the weather and I have to get it out of my head because you can psych yourself out at some point and and lose focus on what the real goal of the game is but it it is going to be sub-zero temperatures and I've grabbed stuff out of my closet that I'm dusting off that I, I have not used in in a number of years, whether it be long johns, whether it be thermals, <laughs> normally I, I just don't worry. If even if it's 15 degrees, 17 degrees, I'm like ah, I'll be fine. When you start talking about one, zero, negative five, that's a whole other level. Yeah, I mean you're you're thinking about like getting all warm and toasty at a hockey game instead. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be an experience, but that's what you get excited about the fact that this could be different and unique and it might snow. There's small percentage of snow in in that area in uh, Western New York. So we'll see, we'll see how it affects the game because ultimately that that's what matters most. If you remember guys, the first meeting between these two teams, uh, it was just complete insanity. The winds were at 40, 45 miles per hour. Patriots made the decision to throw the football three times that game. They ran the ball down Buffalo's throats. They jammed it at the Bills. They gashed them on the ground. And the Bills took exception to it, and rightfully so. I think if you talk to any football player that has experience, not even at the highest of level, at any level, the most uh, dispiriting thing that you can do to a team is just run it at them and do it every time. You know it's coming, and you still can't stop it. So, a lot is built up for Buffalo in that second meeting. Charles and I called that game in Foxborough, and Josh Allen was just simply masterful in that game. He, he put the team on his back. He made all the right plays. He had the look of an MVP in that game. And here we are for round three, so we get the rubber match. This is uh, Ian Eagle on the phone. This, you know, we, we were Dave and I were talking uh, yesterday to Scott Zolak, who does uh, color for uh, the, the Patriots radio network, which uh, is covered here on Rock 102. And, and and we we talked a little bit about you know Bill Belichick, and you know what a masterful coach he is. I mean, you're not only talking about a guy who has been there time and time again, but if it's a guy that has the ability to make adjustments for his team, it's a Bill Belichick. And while both these teams have split the series during the regular season, mm-hmm. you know, even though Buffalo appears to have the edge on this game, to me. Bill Belichick still may be the deciding factor in how he handles this going into Buffalo in, in, in tough conditions 
and maybe walking out of there with a win. Yeah, no doubt about it. His attention to detail is unparalleled in this league, and he's been doing it for 47 years as a coach. That is also unmatched. There's nobody that is coached in the NFL for that long a period of time, and I don't think it'll ever be matched. You know, you get burned out in this job, whether it's an assistant coach, a a position coach, a coordinator, a head coach. Bill Belichick, it's in his blood. Literally, his father was a longtime assistant coach, most notably with Navy. And the information that he has retained from growing up around it and then taken to another level based on his genius. And you don't throw that word around that often. It applies. I just think he's so thorough. He checks every single box. He prepares his team. He motivates his team. He understands every aspect of this. Now, look, sometimes the other team has better players, and you've got to figure out a way to scheme it up. You've got to figure out a way to to get a different angle or to get inside the head of your opponent that might be more talented than the guy you're putting out there. That happens all the time. There were years where the Patriots won the Super Bowl where I don't think they were the best team. So it just goes to show you that it works part and parcel. The coach and the chemistry of the players. I I felt this year with New England, their chemistry was excellent. This is a likable team. And the one major misconception, guys, that we've heard through the years, well, if you go to the Patriots, you you don't have any fun. That's not true. Winning is fun, but also Bill Belichick allows the personality of the team to evolve. This year's group has some guys that look at life through a little different view and he's okay with that. He's okay with personality. It just has to be used at the correct and appropriate time. <laughs> he's just not okay with personality when it comes to interviews during the game. I was watching last week, I think it was, on CBS. And I think Jay Feely was doing the game. And he joked with Jenny Dell from UMass, who was the sideline reporter that day. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, great assignment trying to interview Belichick at halftime. <laughs> Because you don't get you don't get more than a couple seconds. Yeah, you get you get some raw emotion though. I can tell you that Evan Washburn, who has developed a very good relationship with Bill through the years, they share a deep connection for lacrosse. Bill, lacrosse player in his youth and uh, collegiately, Evan played at Delaware and was an excellent player on a Final Four team. And if you ask Evan. It's not stuff you can necessarily use on the air, but you will get a feel for where Bill is coming from at halftime. He doesn't he doesn't hide and try to blanket his emotions. He is all in. He is completely engaged, as we know, in every aspect of the game. Well, and, and I assume Evan's going to be on your sideline, and I didn't even ask what he's going to be wearing, for Christ's sake. Oh, no. I, I've been in a group text with him all week. He's... He's bitching and moaning a lot. <laughs> well, Ian, we appreciate the the time today. Enjoy uh, in, enjoy your time in, in Buffalo. <laughs> Bundle up. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. I'm uh, I'm ready. I'm I'm willing. Uh, Kurt Warner. I don't know if you remember Kurt Warner's jacket that he wore on on national TV. For that silver monstrosity. Yeah, yeah. That might be on the way to the booth. There's yeah. been some behind the scenes negotiations. So he, he looked like a six foot. That, he looked like a six foot five baked potato. Yeah, if you see it at halftime, don't be shocked. It may make its way on the air. Nice. And when it comes to broadcasting drunk, maybe for the Pro Bowl if you get that assignment. (laughs) Yeah. 
good point. There you because, go. Uh, at that point, some of the players might also be drunk at that point. <laughs> Ian, good to talk to you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Anytime. All right. Ian Eagle with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Join the T-Birds on Friday, January 14th as they face the Laval Rocket at 7. It's another Deuces Wild Friday. $2 Coors Light drafts, $2 hot dogs, and $2 sodas through the end of the first, plus the MGM Springfield pregame concert series. Then turn back the clocks on Saturday, January 15th when the Providence Bruins come to town to face your Springfield Falcons. It's Throwback Night presented by Mass Mutual. Come enjoy the 90s festivities as the T-Birds wear vintage Springfield Falcons jerseys. Puck drops at 7. For tickets, visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. It's 823 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today and a high of 37. Tonight, things are going to start getting pretty damn cold. Partly cloudy with a low of 4. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy, high of 17. It's about 34 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Saturday, February 5th at the Delaney House in Holyoke from 6 to 9. It's bourbon, barbecue, and blues. An evening of great food, smooth drinks, Hot music, your admission includes a tasting of rabbit hole bourbons, a multi-course meal, live music from Neil and the Vipers. Tickets and information is available on rock102.com. It's Bourbon, Barbecue, and Blues, February 5th at the Delaney House. Brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, Bax, we may have some really severe weather later today. In fact, they're talking about some potential power outages as a result of these wind gusts that could reach... Now, I was reporting earlier, 60 miles per hour. They may get up to 70, 75 miles per hour in some portions of Western Mass. So bear uh, that in mind. Get your Locate your generators just in case. Listen, uh, we've got football to watch this weekend. Right. We can't handle a power outage at this time of year. You know, we, we, we cannot deal with that. You're right. You've got to have your priorities. And, man, th- that would be an enormous problem, <laughs> which is why, you know, I'm, I think I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm going to head to Boston with my buddy. And just watch there with his family. I don't think they're going to have any power outages in the Boston area. So you guys going to uh, stay at the Quality Inn again and we, uh, you know, get yourself a room? We will not have the hourly rate motel. We will we'll be watching on his big screen TV in his home with his family. Now I got to go to a, say a, a budgetel or a red roof. Nope, nope. Just we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna go luxurious. Inside his home, and by the way, his uh, one of his couple of his sons are huge football fans. I hope they're around as well. One of them actually is part of the broadcast unit for UMass football, so you know he's well. There you go. He's tested tough with that UMass football program. He's been partially in charge of filming their workouts and their games all season long. Right. Yeah. I uh, I I have pulled out my uh, my Green Bay Packer jacket, which was gifted to me by a guy I know. Uh, apparently he had like a whole bunch of Packer stuff and said, yeah. here, I want you to have this. Oh. And I'm like, dude, that's, that ain't a cheap jacket. That's a, yeah, man, that's a, that's a serious jacket. Yeah. And I wore it today. Cause you know, listen, you know, Packers are, uh, you know, a, uh, Highly touted, exceptional football team with well, a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback. They are. You, just, I, you say that with a smile on your face. There's no arguing that right well, there's now. No, there's no facetiousness in yeah. my voice at all. But I'm, I uh, I pulled it out today figuring, you know what? It ain't going to rain. You don't want to wear that kind of co- that kind of coat in the rain. It ain't going to snow. It might. A little. Maybe. It, it might. A little. But that, you know, all those flakes are just going to bounce right off of me like they bounce off uh, the, the defense. In a defensive line in Green Bay, but uh, you know I'm 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 so jacked for football this week. Is is your is your Green Bay Packers coat? Is it warm or do you even care? Oh, is that not like a point? You know, beside the point, it is absolutely toasty. If you had sixty degree or you know sixty mile an hour winds, Mm -hmm. uh, you know bouncing off your chest, this thing would totally protect you. Okay, 
Because it's, I mean, it's it's that, it's it's just like the Packers themselves, impenetrable. Oh boy, you just again. We In- talked about the kiss of death yesterday. Impenetrable. Good job there, boy. Well, they got the like. Listen, they're not going to lose this weekend. They got no, the bye. So you know, as, as long as as long as uh, no harm done, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with wearing the coat and let, and let it all bounce right off of me. Okay. It's uh, eight twenty six. We have news next to Rock one hundred two. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 3.20 for What's the... It's just about 8.29 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. It is time for news and filling in for Steve today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. You know, Bax, all your Green Bay Packers jacket jokes aside, you know, this weather could be dangerous later this afternoon, so it bears repeating again. Damaging winds, gusts of maybe 60 to 70 miles per hour expected to peak late afternoon this afternoon with early evening mixtures of light snow and the wind chills dipping to 20 degrees below zero tomorrow morning, according to the National Weather Service. Central Mass expected to see the lowest wind chill temps with Worcester and Fitchburg about 22 degrees below zero. As for the other ends of that, Boston and here in Western Mass expected to feel about 15 below with the wind chill. Highs tomorrow in Western Mass expected to be about 25. No, thank you. Right. I'm staying inside. Yeah, well, me too, hopefully. And hopefully you won't have a power outage that I mentioned. That's a possibility because of these high winds. And hopefully you've got backups with generators and maybe not running on gas. So that you don't cause any problems inside your home. Yeah, you know, I I got a generator that does run on gas, but yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, I think I've used it once. Yep. And uh, I mean, it's good to keep you know, keep your fridge going. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a, you know, a microwave or a stove. But man, what a what an inconvenience it is to have uh, a power outage with so many great football games coming in the next three days. Yes. Well, hopefully you'll get it all figured out. You know, we did talk with Ian Eagle, who's calling the game for CBS Television tomorrow night in Buffalo. We talked to him about the the weather conditions and all that kind of stuff. I'll be curious to see if his prediction comes true about one of those guys wearing that horrible silver jacket that Kurt Warner was seen wearing a couple of weeks ago. So we'll be watching our TVs to see if that happens. Playing in the NFL... Seems really hard, of course. So this is interesting from MassLive.com. One of their reporters, Chris Mason, might let one of the Patriots players drill him in the ribs on purpose. This is cool. At a certain point, well, no, this is for real. I just okay. This just came out on MassLive.com. According to MassLive's report, quote, we don't know what it's like to play in the trenches for 70 snaps or what it's like to get drilled by a 260-pound linebacker, but maybe we should. So this idea is being floated by MassLive.com, and in fact, Matthew Judon, the linebacker from the Patriots, suggested, hey, why don't you let me hit you one time? And I guess Chris Mason was like now entertaining the idea, and so they're posting that as a possibility. There's a question at MassLive.com right now. Should we let Patriots reporter Chris Mason get drilled in the ribs on purpose by Patriots linebacker Matthew Judon. Listen, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced a broken rib, but it ain't a lot of fun. I have and, not. Uh, I'm going to guess Chris Mason would have all of his ribs destroyed <laughs> by Matthew Judon. I, I think that would. I, I think it's a nice thing to entertain, but I would not go ahead and recommend it. I, I've actually heard stories about people who get in a room years ago with like Muhammad Ali, yeah, and they want to just see. Hey, come on, champ! And they start throwing some like fake jabs. And Ali, one time, I guess, jabbed some guy just a little, like a little flick. 
of his wrist yeah. and like knocked the wind out of the guy. I, I once saw like a, I, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It was a slow motion video of a guy getting punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Yeah. And what it did to his mm-hmm. face. I mean, it was like it was like a clean shot. And like the guy didn't even he didn't even have his arms up to protect himself. It was just it was a crushing blow. Yep. And when it's shown in, in slow motion and you see the way the guy's face distorts and his head almost yep. revolves around 360 degrees at that point is when you say no i would not volunteer for something like this uh, and, in, and and if and if a reporter if they if a fay and tender reporter from mass live wants to get drilled in the rib cage by a professional football player an all pro linebacker at an that all pro linebacker i say uh pass don't do it. Hey, do think, not do it, dude. I think it's a great copy. I've I've got my own experiences to to be, to bring to bear on this. I I played pro soccer for three years. You know that I was a goalkeeper. Yeah. I played semi pro football for a season at the age of thirty six in Syracuse. I kicked for a team, the Syracuse Storm. Okay. And let me tell you, even at that level, the speed of the even at that level, even at <laughs> semi pro football, was. Yes frightening to me yeah. to the point where I had a field goal attempt blocked one time. I wasn't going after that loose ball. I'm like, nope, don't see anything. No, I, Those guys are frightening. The, and again, that was just semi-pro football. So I can only imagine. No, I, 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 I think I would say, uh, listen, this is all very well and good. How about we just pretend it happened? but without actually making it happen. On the other hand, it's him, not us. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I'll watch it. I can't wait to see that. Oh, my God. So with all the bad weather, Maine's famous rotating ice disc is back. Now, this began to form in the Presumpscot River back in 2019 and drew a worldwide audience. It's a rotating ice disc apparently resulting from the currents underneath the river and a vortex under the ice. Ice sheets begin to spin and then form circles. Now you actually watched the video. I watched of this. the I watched the video of it. It's yep. a, it's it's bizarre. But you know what what you're getting is you like you mentioned the current, mm-hmm. but the river bends at at this point. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the current is going is is going, but it's also bending at the same time. Right. And so that's creating the the circular motion of this large piece of ice, and it's perfectly round and it's spinning, you know, at a, at a pretty good clip. But you're not supposed to jump on it or you know fiddle around with it because one, you don't want to be the guy that does something like that, and then two, you don't want to break the disc. Yeah, I, and people are are actually being warned about this by public officials. Don't go out on the floating, rotating disc of ice on the Presumpscot River. You know, I'm not a uh, I'm not a big ice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like uh, you know watching hockey like the next uh, dude, but I you I can't go on skates, and they just open up. Uh, you know, just off, uh, off of uh, the Rotary in East Long Meadow, mm-hmm. the outdoor skating rink. Yep. They just opened that up, and you know, it's 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 a small rink. It's I mean, it's I think it was maybe a little bit bigger than the one at MGM uh, had been, but it's it's now open, and you mm-hmm. can go there and uh, and skate and knock kids down. I can't skate. Hmm. I can't do it. I've tried it. I've given it my best shot. I simply cannot do it so you don't need a warning to stay away from the rinks i right so if anyone says hey let's go uh play on on the uh, frozen ice of five mile pond no no thank you i'd almost rather get hit in the rib cage by matthew judon <laughs> 
You see, it's amazing to me that people have to be warned about this stuff. It's like the people at the Grand Canyon who want to take selfies on the edge of the Grand Canyon. And you've seen the story. Yeah, and, they like, and they fall. Yeah, bye-bye. What are they thinking at that last moment before they go? It's like, wow, for a selfie I did this? Yeah, I know. At, uh, I mean, they have guardrails in certain areas. You, you could maybe get near a guardrail, but I don't need a selfie that badly. I took my son to the Grand Canyon years ago when he was about 15. We Just the two of us, guys adventure. And he was walking along right on the precip- right on the edge. Yep. And I'm like 40 yards away. Nope. Scared to death just watching him do that. Like, there's no way. I feel th- that kind of thing in my groin. Yeah. You know, there's some, oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. There's oh, yeah. like there's some sort of physical yes. uh, manifestation that happens when I'm... Like, I've been at the, 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 the observatory at the, at, the, at the Sears Tower in Chicago. Another one at the CN Tower in Toronto, actually. Yeah, Same absolutely. Thing. Yeah. And, and, you, and you can go... Yeah. You go like to the like I don't know it's like 190 floors. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean it, it's the tallest building in America. You sure. go right up to the uh, the observatory and you go right up to the window. Mm-hmm. And and the thing the window is is kind of pitched a little bit. Oh yeah. So you can actually not just see out the window but see straight down. Oh yeah. On this thing. Yep. And I've done it a couple times. And no matter where I go in this thing, the moment I get into that room in the observatory, yep. I feel something. Uh, you know, down below. Yes, and it feels like I'm picking up laundry off the floor. I mean, that's what it feels like. <laughs> there's an. I think there's some sort of scientific explanation for that. I've felt that same thing uh, at Niagara Falls. Been to I, Niagara yeah, Falls. I, I can see that. And there's an area where you can walk across a bridge, and you can actually stand right next to the falls. Yes, and it is like. But I guess the scientific explanation is there's some something inside you that. You, you might cause you to jump. It's like you know you, you've got that feeling. I could jump right now, but yet yeah. you're you're deathly scared of it at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm all set with that. <laughs> I've experienced it at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas years ago. There was a morning radio show conference, and my partner and I in Syracuse, we did our show live from that conference, and we broadcast from the top of the Stratosphere, where you can walk out on the roof. Right. Same thing. I'm like, nope. That feeling you described. Listen, being on the air is uncomfortable all by itself. Mm-hmm. Never mind being in a place where you could potentially fall to your death. Yeah. The city of Springfield reporting its highest ever number of COVID cases during a seven-day period last week with 2,448 positive cases being reported. Now, on top of that, more than 40,000 public school students across the base state, as well as more than 7,300 teachers and staff members tested positive from the week between January 6th and 12th, according to the latest health data released just yesterday. It's awful, man. It's it's. You know, it's it, it's scary because, you know, as as much as you are trying to protect yourself from not getting it and not passing it to somebody else. Yep. You know, this variant is is maybe the most, uh, you know, infectious we've seen. And so I'm surprised that the, the numbers aren't even worse in the schools. There's a union backs representing faculty and staff for the 15 community colleges in Massachusetts. And I think you mentioned how one of your daughters is going to be going to a community college, maybe? Anyway, uh, the union representing the faculty and staff for these community colleges in Bay State, they've asked the schools to switch to remote learning for the first two weeks of the spring semester. According to Margaret Wong, 
who is the president of the Massachusetts Community College Council, um, she says that this would allow faculty to set up effective learning conditions and also continuity of instruction plans amid what the union calls, quote, uh, predicable disruptions caused by high rates of absences. You know, you wonder if they, if the, uh, if the schools and the colleges, for that matter, you know, went remote for say thirty days, mm-hmm. not not the the rest of the year, but just thirty days, right? How that might affect those numbers? Yeah, you know, and you know, like schools do not want school committees and and cities do not want their kids going back home, but in in light of the numbers, you wonder whether it would make a little bit of sense to do it on a, a limited run 30 days mm-hmm. wouldn't be a real big deal but i wonder if that would affect the numbers enough yeah to justify it and and because ha- 7300 staff members around the state of massachusetts yeah that's a lot of damn teachers and staff that are getting this thing well and I, i've got friends of mine who are retiring from the teaching business yeah because of all of this stuff going on and they're like you know what it's not worth it i've had it i'm well, done you got to understand it's like if a teacher calls out because they've got COVID mm-hmm. and they got to be out for 10 days. You got to get a substitute for 10 days. Right. But the substitutes are also getting infected as well. So then who winds up covering those classrooms yeah. when a teacher goes out? You know, right now they're letting people that you know, might not have, you know, the uh, the skills or uh, the the qualifications to teach fill those positions right. simply because they have no other choice. They have to put somebody in there to make sure that the kids are being supervised and maybe you're able to teach, some, teach something while they're there, but maybe you're not. And then you have to say, well, then, you know, well, is it worth it? Is it is it safe to have everybody there? And, you know, because not everybody is going to be vaccinated. Not every kid is going to be vaccinated. Not sure. every teacher or staff member is going to be vaccinated. I don't know. It, it, you know, I, I, I wonder how that would affect uh, the uh, the rates of of COVID. If it, you just gave them thirty days, you know we're this close to having that happen here on the radio. Having unqualified wait a minute, I guess no. Right. We <laughs> we started off having unqualified people. That's why we're in radio. John is out. You were out for a while. Steve Nagel was out. Dan was out. God, everybody. Pat Kelly was out. We're this close to having unqualified people run the radio station. We do. It's called managers. Sheer anarchy. Researchers at Cardiff University have found that both men and women are perceived to look better with a face covering the lower half of their faces. With a face covering on the lower half of their faces. It's not because of all the designer face masks. It's because it apparently directs more attention to people's eyes, the windows to their soul. You know, uh, during uh, this whole pandemic, I have had a chance to meet new people, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I know them only as people who wear the masks, okay? So uh, some of those people along the way stopped wearing the masks because it was no longer required for them to do so. Right. And uh, when they removed the mask, what you discovered is they look so much better with the mask on. Like the mask was a benefit, whether it's just a... Yeah, you got jacked up teeth or uh, a weird mouth or horrible breath or whatever it could be. I got acne scars on my cheeks. That gets covered up, so I I get to cover that part up. Right. So, yeah, listen, we're all better looking when no one can really see what you look like. I think, right? I find myself kind of experiencing that. I, I walk around stores and I see employees... 
female employees wearing masks, and I kind of, you know, hey, I'm, she looks pretty hot. Yeah, and then you see him without the mask and say, oh, <laughs> oh I may have been a little bit presumptuous. <laughs> hey, have you ever pictured driving around an old police car, kind of like the Blues Brothers? Um, only that one time I had a mission from God. Well, now's your chance to do it full-time. The town of Mansfield auctioning off a used police SUV. It's a 2012 Chevy Tahoe. The auction will be open through January 19th, which I think is next Wednesday. They already have 19 bids on the police cruiser. And they're also auctioning off a police backhoe. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to get in on it, MassLive.com has the story and a link that you can follow to put in a bid. Can I ask a dumb question? Mm Mm-hmm. What does a police department need with a backhoe? Well, I think if you're trying to dig up evidence from a crime scene, right? That makes sense. All right. Okay. All right. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. I'm no. I'm. You know, I'm just throwing something against the wall. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't think of anything I would need a backhoe for. I yeah. suppose if you're going to dig up evidence or, mm-hmm. you know, Stuart Weldon's backyard, maybe that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Hey, MoneyWise has released a list of the unhealthiest groceries you can buy. Some of them you probably would realize. Some of them maybe not. Like diet soda, okay. I think we all realize diet soda is bad for you. My folks actually were hooked for years. They stopped cold turkey about two years ago when they found out that it caused dementia and was linked to other health issues like that. Right. Diet soda's on the list. And then you were telling me your parents gave up uh, diet soda about a year ago because of dementia. <laughs> and Wow. Yes, I did say that, didn't I? Did I tell you about the dementia issues with my folks, by the way, and the diet soda? No. Tell me, they, who is this now? <laughs> Gatorade is also on the list, as is dried fruit. And the number one unhealthiest grocery that you can buy, canned baked beans. So bear I'm that in mind. That, I'm surprised that would be the worst. Baked beans? Just quoting, again, moneywise.com yeah. is the website. Well, they're not reputable. <laughs> I guess. Or are they? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, diet soda is is terrible for you, and mm-hmm. people drink it under the delusion that it's it's the healthier choice. Yeah. Truth is, they're both terrible. Right. Both regular soda sure. and diet. Sure. But the diet is actually worse because your body can't process that that fake sugar. That's right. At all. In fact, the body doesn't know how to deal with it in in any case. And and your you know your your uh, your whole uh, insulin system, mm-hmm. your, your pancreas is yep. shooting out insulin like crazy and thinking it's sugar, but not knowing how to deal with it. Yeah, you and I both had the same experience because I used to be kind of hooked on, not like my folks for sure, but kind of hooked on Diet Mountain Dew years ago. Right. And I stopped. And like I think I might have had a couple this past summer after a round of golf. Horrible it's tasting. Gross. Horrible tasting. When you've been away from it for yes. a long time, you yes. realize, hey, you know, I don't really like this that much. And my folks will have, even though they gave up the diet soda, they still have diet ice cream in the house. And I am. Oh, my it's, God. It's just, it's. If you're going to have ice cream, for Christ's sake, enjoy the real stuff. You know, back in the 70s, I remember my parents joining, I don't want to say the name, but a nationally recognized diet company. <laughs> Uh, they went through the process of trying to lose weight with this nationally recognized diet company. Does, and it, they, does it rhyme with slate snotchers? Uh, maybe. Maybe that might be close. Okay. But um, they had their <clears throat> own 
line of food mm-hmm. and and ice cream was one of them yeah and it was like a frozen ice milk dessert they couldn't even call it ice cream because it's you know it would be like a, yeah. a, a false advertising to to call it ice cream horrible it was dreadful because one it was all loaded with saccharin which causes cancer yeah any so of it, that stuff sucralose oh. uh, splenda yeah, but but, oh. but yeah, the splenda didn't exist back in the 70s it was yeah. all saccharin everyone right. thought saccharin was the greatest but saccharin always left this goofy aftertaste in your mouth yeah like a can of tab if you ever had that yeah, back right in the day, had, right at saccharin yeah. and then you know they found out that saccharin caused uh, cancer and mm-hmm. all kinds of horrible conditions sure. and they banned it yep. and for good reason Oh, my God. Awful stuff. And then my parents drank tab, too. Yep. Terrible. Stay away from the stuff. Highs in the mid-30s today. Stay away from the outside this weekend. That's our recommendation here on Rock 102 because we could have wind gusts up to 60 or 70 miles per hour later today, according to the National Weather Service. And we'll have wind chill readings of 15 below overnight into the morning hours tomorrow. Highs tomorrow in Western Mass, about 25. Obviously going to be a lot colder in Buffalo, where the Pats are taking on the Bills tomorrow night. Again, Once help, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 855 and Poison on Rock 102. Founded in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Had to look that one up just now. That's what you were looking for? Yeah, it was like, you know, I always wonder where these bands met and formed. Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania for Poison. How about that? Um, we had Brett Michaels on once, and uh, he was uh, su- surprisingly very cool. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like he actually called back and said, hey, that was a really cool interview. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. But I, you know, I've always wondered about that guy um, because he wears the bandana right. and the cowboy hat. Like somehow he's fooling people into believing that he's not bald. Yeah. The dude is bald. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to be bald, be bald. Well, just, just embrace your baldness. And, and Brett Michaels, you know, you know, he's still got the long hair, but he's bald. So he's one of those guys is hiding it rather than just go all the way at that point, right? Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah, a bunch of guys look fine with, you know, no hair at all, but you look really bad if you're Still holding on, so to speak, right? I heard stories. Uh, remember Andre Agassi, mm-hmm. the the tennis player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he had you know all this flowing sure. long hair. Sure, I heard that hair was fake. Yeah, I heard the same thing. And uh, because you know, after a while, you know, he had all this flowing, beautiful hair. Yep. Next thing you know, he's bald. Right. Like not just not just shaving it down for the heck of it. Yeah. He's bald. Happened overnight. It, it, it never happens overnight. It's it's always like you know you you ease into your baldness. Yeah. But my the rumor had been that that headband that he used to wear mm-hmm. that was the thing that was holding the fake hair in place. Yeah. I'm still holding on a little bit here. I mean, I it, I look I look okay from this angle. Yeah. But I got a big bald spot right in the center on top. So in other words, if there's a guy who's six four or five looking down on my head, he's like, right. oh my god, <laughs> like so. See, I have a, have a thick, luxurious head of hair. You're oh, fine. I mean, I, I, I probably will never go fully bald. But I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, some male pattern, you know, uh, things that are going on. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, the natural course of aging. But if you're going to be bald, yeah, be bald. I mean, I say it's genetic too. Supposedly, you can look at your mother's father, your yeah. your maternal grandfather. I guess it would be. Yeah. And you get an indication of what you're going to be like. Oh, he, mm-hmm. my my grandfather had a. 
glorious head of hair. So, so right, to, yeah. to, to my point, but for, for my family, it didn't work that way. My maternal grandfather, Grandpa George, went bald really early. Right. And I'm still holding on here. I'm like, at least from, you know, eye to eye angle. Yeah. Again, I mean, the hair the, that you have, I mean, that shows a resilient yes. type of population. No, yes. Like a resilient society of hair yes. that refuses to let go. Hanging on. That's it. Hanging on. Like they'll never, they'll, they'll never give up on you. <laughs> Well, I, there's going to come a time, and I, I don't know if I'm like if I've got the fortitude to to take it all off and go. Yeah, but you know you're growing new hair, right? Yeah. I mean those hair. I mean those yeah. hairs. I mean, yeah. not all of them are the same original right. hair you've always had. Right. They're all new. So in other words, you're saying I could I could try it as a test as a test balloon just to see how it looks, and if I don't like it. I can grow it back. That's what you're saying. Well, I mean, you could you could take that risk, but uh... <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. You just told me, you just told me that there's no risk that it's growing back. Well, if you, now if you're you, saying, oh, you could take the risk if well, you wanted I'm, to. What I'm saying is, if you if you took the uh, the initiative to to shave it all down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't know how your hairs are going to react. I mean, at your age, I mean, they may, they may say, hey, if you're going <laughs> to abuse us like this, we'll prove, yeah. we'll, we'll teach you a lesson. Well, see, there's the, there's the reason I won't do it. Now, see, there you go. Know, but you know, if if I were balding, mm-hmm. if I were uh, if I were going to lose it, uh, I would probably say, I can't guarantee that my head shape is uh, perfect for baldness. But you know what am I going to do? It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's a contest you can't you can't win. <laughs> Even look, Brett Michaels is not winning that contest. You'd look like Bull from Night Court. I think it'd be fine. At some point in his life, in the next ten years, you're going to see a fully bald Brett Michaels. Oh yeah. Sure. He's, he's just going to say, out of hell with it. Right. I'm done with the, pan, the bandana. I'm done with the little tiny cowboy hat. I'm just going to let everybody know I'm a bald man. It's hard for rock and rollers to get to that point. Uh, Peter Frampton was like that. If you remember from Frampton Comes Alive. Yep. Huge long locks. Absolutely. And now recently, and I think he's done now because he's got some health issues, but completely up there bald. Like complete... A completely different looking guy. Remember back in the eighties when girls thought uh, Adam Ant was a good looking dude. Yes. You say so you seen Adam Ant in like the last ten years? D- don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? I'll tell you what he does. He shaves his head down because he's going bald. Mm-hmm. That's what he does because he's going bald and he knows it. Mm-hmm. He's accepted it. He enjoys it. Now he's bald, bald as a man can possibly be. Yep. Whew, I'm glad we had this conversation. Me too. It's nine o'clock on Rock.